Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Straight to Rebo, and Rebo comes away, rides one challenge, still on the ball, Joe Rebo. To his left is Reeves. Reeves finds a Rebo again. Can he get it out from under his feet? Tries to go left and it's cut out, but Joe Rebo's there again. Heads it in to Taylor. Taylor cross for ball to go on! Yes! It's gone! Joe have scored! Carl and Grant on hand to finish the goal. 23 minutes gone. Superb work from Joe Rebo to keep the ball alive. Portsmouth fans unhappy, they felt there was a foul in the build-up. But Joe Rebo started the move pretty much, and it was on hand, headed into Taylor, who uh, again everybody thought was offside. He drilled across from the right hand side of the penalty area, and Grant on hand to finish it. I mean, that's what they're unhappy about. They thought Taylor was offside. I didn't. It's superb work from Joe Rebo. He loses the ball initially, but he wants to win the second ball. It's a great header that falls so nicely for Taylor. And Taylor with an inch perfect cross, ball across goal, and Grant, who we thought might be coming off due to injury put everything into getting the end of that and gets his 11th of the season and a superb goal for the Addicts and I, I tell you what I think they deserve it as well too. They, they've started the game really really well Lapsley looking for runners forward advance forward still with it Lapsley he's got two for company Lapsley goes down to the floor, he feels like he's fouled and he's kept it on play on the right hand side Lapsley ball in the box, flicked on by Taylor, might come to a Jose, Jose is in for Charl to make it too I don't know how they managed to scramble early but they have Inikia Jose, the substitute gets a second the ball was put into the box by Lapsley, he's flicked on by Taylor and at the back post, a Jose with a little tap in and Charl will make it too just before half time George Lapsley Absolutely superb. First of all, you've got to give credit to Naby Sar for that long field ball across for Tom, for uh, Lyle Taylor. He combined with Joe Rebo, who seemed to be going nowhere, found George Lapsley. Lyle Taylor made a run into the box. Lapsley just thought about it too late, or maybe couldn't get the angle, so he went on his own and then got fouled in the corner. And I think every single Portsmouth player was waiting for the foul to be given. Nothing given from the linesman, who was literally like half a yard away. And he just kept going, George Lapsley. He was on the floor, had the ball at his feet, stood up, Touched it round his man, drilled it into the box, little flare up in the air, and Nicky Jose touched it past the keeper. <laughs> Solly underneath this, but he can't get there. It'll go all the way through to Curtis. He flicks it on, looking for the run of uh, Lowe and into the box. 
is uh, into the green and the finish on the edge of the six-yard box in front of Marshall and Portsmouth have a goal back. Well, lovely work from Taylor, wins it back for Charlton. Thunderous second challenge, and that's a late one from Thompson again. How many times he might be sent off here, Thompson? That was a lunge from Thompson, straight and off he goes. It's a straight red. Straight red. We don't know how much he's added on for the Taylor injury and the sending off. And there is the oh, final yes, whistle. Come on, Charlton have come away victorious from Fatten Park for the second season running. What a what a game! What an effort! from every player in a white shirt. Absolutely outstanding. Oh yes, it sounds just as good second time around. Good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. This is the Big Match Preview. My name is Louis Mendes and joining me here in the studio as we get ready to look back at yesterday's superb 2-1 win at League One leaders Portsmouth and ahead of course to Saturday's home game with AFC Wimbledon is Nathan Miller. Nathan, how the devil are you? Ah, feeling really salty. (laughs) (laughs) Some of the Pompey fans were yesterday. (laughs) I had to to come off it yesterday because I had to bite my tongue a little bit. But yeah, no... um, well, I didn't expect that. No, 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 I don't think anyone saw that coming. Apart from maybe Louis Mendes, who put £2.50 on Trump to win at both times to score. <laughs> I mean, I know everyone was uh, absolutely uh, nervous. I was, I was going to say the other word for that. <laughs> nervous towards the end of that game when Pompey scored. But I was delighted because, oh, I've won 25 quid. Happy for me. Excellent stuff on tonight's show. Uh, we will look back at that win. as a superb win uh, by the lads down at Portsmouth yesterday evening. Uh, we'll hear from Lee Bowyer after the game. We'll also hear from goal scorer. Uh, Nikki Ajose, uh, and then as we start to gear up to look ahead to this weekend's happenings at the Valley, we're going to hear from Samuel Spong from uh, uh, from the, the the fans for food banks uh, situation. Uh, he's uh, he's organised it. Uh, on Saturday, you can donate food to the food banks uh, behind the West Stand. So we'll hear from him, find out a bit more about it because obviously I haven't got that much knowledge about it so I spoke mm. to Sam uh, and then we'll, we'll hear from Alan Seabrook from BBC Radio London uh, about AFC Wimbledon and again we'll hear briefly from Lee Bayer looking ahead to that game so I mean you said it Nave. no no one saw that coming um, and it was you know especially after Saturday's defeat at Blackpool we needed a reaction and my word did we get one yeah yeah um, obviously uh, I was following it on, obviously on Valley Pass and that which um I still don't know how they try and stay calm throughout that because I think I'd be all over the place. Well, if they we... didn't really, did they? Oh, no, no, that's what I mean. But like, still, like sometimes I just get speechless. I couldn't actually yeah. talk. But um, yeah, I was sort of the first one winning, and I was sort of was just going absolutely mental. And obviously, the wife just gave me a weird look. Um, and it wasn't because it was Christmas because we're it? beating Pompey one nil away from home. But <laughs> I mean, she no, gives yeah. you weird looks most of the time. We do, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. But no, yeah, it was unbelievable um, obviously with the changes that come in um, I see a, you know, a couple of people a bit I was surprised that Naby started I thought Solly was going to stay out right and Amphi was coming on the left but um, obviously Naby got involved a little bit as well but I <laughs> oh, mate yeah absolutely buzzing for um, but we was just saying off air we just need to make sure it, we, obviously we carry it on to Saturday yeah um, when Portsmouth pulled the goal back with three minutes of, of normal time left to go and then the referee uh, indicates he wants to see six minutes of added time. I guess you're fearing the worst, but obviously the red card helped because that sort of took a little bit of the uh, momentum away from them. But Charlton, I mean, all throughout that second half, bodies were on the line. George Lapsley in particular, we, we've all seen the gif of him 
uh, having his face rearranged by the <laughs> by the ball on the goal line. But that was twice he cleared it off the line. There was blocks. There was all sorts. And it was a real sort of blood and guts performance in that second half. And that's what you need to do when you're playing the team that, don't forget, they're six points clear at the top of League One. That's only their second defeat all season in the league. I mean, that was a proper victory, that, because that was against a team that's you know, look, looking like they might run away with this division. Exactly. And, um, I mean, you're going at half-time 2-0 2 0 to the good, and you know, you're playing it. And you know, let's, let's be fair, Pompey's quite an atmospheric ground in most times, anyway, mm. not let alone being top of the league. So, being you know, going 2 0, you've probably um, you've probably the tiger or whatever the site is saying is, you know what I mean? And they're going to come out and their towers are going to be up. And you know, they did start piling on the pressure, like they you know, they knew they would. And obviously, Tell said in the post match that they were going to throw the kitchen sink. But like you say, I think all of them stood up to um, to a man and boasted, and he's obviously pressed of that. You know, it was a young team out there, but they all stood up, was counted, and they're the games that are really important. That's two sort of, you know, look at Burton and obviously Pompey. They're two difficult games um, that we've come out of, and we've played well in parts, but we've also battled. Which I think last season, where we didn't, we didn't have that bit of grit, we didn't have that backbone, and it's pleasing to see. And uh, it was funny to see the response after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Portsmouth of fans on, on Twitter <laughs> didn't take to it too well. The ones in the ground. Uh, were, were pretty annoyed with the referee. They seem to be uh, appealing for a handball uh, when, when George Lapsley saved it with his face, for example. I think they felt they should have had a penalty uh, when Lowe went down in the box. But again, I haven't seen I haven't seen that back yet, no, so no. I, I'm, I'd, I'd have to see it. But at, at the time, none of us thought it was a foul. The red card, actually, I thought they might have been slightly hard, harsh done by with, with Ben Thompson, but he's a Millwall loney, so I mean, who, who, who in this room cares? <laughs> Um, uh, but overall, I mean, Charlton, I think they deserve their victory, particularly for that first half performance where they ran the show. I mean, Portsmouth didn't have any chances. We scored two very good goals. In the second half, of course, as you said, Pompey are going to come back into the game. But we, we kept them at a distance. We put our bodies on the line when we had to. Might have got away with one or two in, in terms of a, you know, a block that sometimes... But you have to be there... You have to be there to make it, and, and that's why I think we deserve it. Now, let's talk about the goals first, of course, because we were playing some real real nice stuff in that first half. I mean, Carl and Grant, who, of course, we now know has gone off injured. Lyle Taylor went off, uh, well, is injured at the end of it, so we'll, we'll hear from Lee Bowyer about that uh, later on, and obviously that's a downside. But Grant in that first half and Taylor were linking up nicely. Uh, the, the midfielders were getting forward well in, in, in the form of Lapsley and Arebo in particular with the goals. Reeves, he was up there a bit. He had a a couple of chances himself um that that first goal obviously ended up with uh with with Carl and Grant putting it in but it was all down to the persistence in the midfield from Jaribe mm. tried to worm his way mm. through got past one then the ball forward was cut out he won the header and that's a perfect cross I mean you you often hear people saying when it's up to a striker to put a cross in they know what sort of cross they'd like to be on the end of so Lyle Taylor knew exactly where to put that um, luckily for us, Carlin Grant was still on at that point because he'd already been down with his hammy at one point, but he decided to play on for a little bit longer and he was able to to stretch and bundle it in at the far post. Yeah, and I think that if you look throughout the season, I mean, if you look at those two in particular, Taylor and um, Carlin, the, 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 the rapport they're building up and the, you know, the, the, the bond they're bu- uh, building up, it's just getting better and better. You can cast your mind back to uh, Atkinson away where Carlin was in a similar position, but he shot instead of... Sort of cut it back, and ever since then they've they're looking for each other. And they, how many goals have they set each other up on that? I saw that yeah. uh, a couple of weeks ago. I don't know what it's now, but 
they're just looking for each other all the time and they're just absolutely deadly, both of them. And um, 20 league goals between them, which is unbelievable exactly. for, for a, a Charlton strike partnership at this stage of the season. Obviously, we're, we're still in December. To have two players between them, 11 and 9 in the league, obviously, uh, Lyle got his hat-trick in the FA Cup as well. Um, I mean, it's just a, it's just an amazing, amazing uh, start to the season. The second goal, you know, we know... Carlin, hopefully, hopefully, I mean, there's going to be a scan. We'll find out more over the next few days, but we're going to hope that it's, it was only precautionary because he did play on for a little while, but you could see he could feel his hammy. So he came off. A Jose came on. Obviously, got the history of scoring that that winner down there last season in such a vital game towards the end of the campaign. Um, he, he was alert. He was alive at the far post. I mean, that's probably the best part of his game is being alert to chances because you know some will say he doesn't add enough elsewhere on the pitch but scoring goals is what he's what he's meant to be doing and, and he did it he was alive and again I mean George Lapsley <laughs> battling away um the Portsmouth fans arguing that they felt the ball went out on that far side I mean you can't really tell from the it's camera foul anyway yeah it could have been a foul um the, from, from the camera angle it's it's impossible to tell if the whole ball has gone over the whole line now you may even be able to see slightly beyond the line with the ball but it, the, the curvature of the ball there could still be some of it overhanging the line and the linesman was right there so you assume that's what he's seen uh, Lapsley carries on plays to the whistle which Portsmouth didn't do got the ball in good flick on by Taylor who gets two assists whereas he wasn't him after to the persistence he was the one still linking up and uh, Joe's out that far post not the easiest chance actually because it sort of came between his legs but he got enough on it um, to, to poke it towards the goal McGilvray in the goal couldn't keep it out and, and that's 2-0 who, who, who finished it? A Jose who? oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah the one who scored last year oh yeah him yeah uh, no yeah I'm, I'm you know I'm delighted for Nicky and um, I know I'm not going to beat around the bush I know there's some people not his favourite um, player and you know that's you know that's understandable um, if I'm honest I've seen a handful of games that um, he's played well in uh, I think the Peterborough game I think it might have been last year. I don't know. He's come on a couple of couple of times and he's done okay, but he's never really been consistent enough. And I know he's not had a run in a team, but you know he is a poacher. And if he gets it, if you get him in those positions, that's what he can do. Tree. He's not going to run in the channel like a Carlin or a, a Taylor can do. Um, but you give him bo- uh, chances in the box. You know, most of the time he would really finish him. So I am happy for him. Again, like you say, if Carlin's not fit or Taylor's not fit for Saturday, he's got another chance again on Saturday. So, delighted for Nicky and like you say, the persistence of of uh, <laughs> Lapsley. Um, but he was all over the pitch. I mean, went on Twitter after the game and a lot of people were saying that Lapsley was man of the match for them. And oh, he was, so just, he was, he was everywhere. just superb. Yeah. It's just like a little, little terrier, isn't he? He's yeah. just, um, and that's what, you know, what a lot of... He'll win a lot of fans because you know, like Bo said, he'll give a hundred and fifty percent. Like there, it, there won't be. He'd come off with cramp, and you know he'll give everything for the shirt, and um, that's what a lot of fans will always ask for. And he's got a bit of quality and good looks to go with it. <laughs> that's yeah, that's, uh, that's certainly what the second half was all about. Actually, I mean, we we had a couple of chances early on. Nicky had one that he sort of dragged across the face of goal. Um, at the start of that second half but then then when it started to dig in similar to last year really I mean last year when we won their 1-0 Portsmouth were dreadful in the first half and I don't think they were I don't think they were that bad in the first half but we made it difficult for them they weren't misplaying 
you know misplacing passes and stuff like they were last year um but they started to build and obviously we had a two goal cushion rather than a one which is something a bit more to cling on to but like I say bodies were on the line so often we saw we saw George's one that he cleared off the off the off off you know off the line with his nose um <laughs> we, we, he cleared another one with his head later on there was there was one where there was a loose ball in the box and Steer Pierce and Bauer all involved in some sort of pile sort of scrambling away from the goal line it, it was just everyone just throwing everything they had keeping it out when we were in possession trying to keep it you know, winning little niggly free kicks, which we had to do again. Lapsy was doing that. I mean, he's the name that comes up, but they're all they're all at it. Mm. Uh, Billick himself stepping in to win possession so often uh, and so vitally. Long balls into the box. Piercy, the amount of headers Piercy won yesterday. Everyone was doing what they had to do. That goal comes with three minutes left to go. It's gonna. It might happen at some point. I mean, Marshall would come on off the bench and he was quite clearly injured. He could barely run, and he was the one trying to track uh, Green, who just come off the the bench himself. But he couldn't get there because he could barely walk. Marshall <laughs> Green was able to slide it home. And then there's three minutes left, and like I say, you you're getting a little bit nervous. Um, and again, I think we may even cleared another one off the line in that time. You know, sometimes you have to ride your luck, and and sometimes you earn your luck by mm. by defending manfully like that. Yeah, I think you earn your luck sometimes. Um, <clears throat> I don't think you've, I think as long as you work hard and and you're honest, which I think a lot of the players are. Um, I think you will get the rubber to green sometimes. I mean, Portsmouth obviously a physical side, judging by obviously the amount of fouls and obviously the. Dirty challenge from the Millwall geezer, but um, yeah, I mean, you you do make your own luck sometimes, and it, you will get a rubber to grip because there'll be some games where we won't get any of those decisions, or we won't clear it off the line, or you'll have someone who'll shoot and it'll roll up Mark Marshall's chest and in the goal or something. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it does happen, um, and fortunately for us, yesterday it was we was on the right end of it, and um, we just got to enjoy the moments like this because you know you don't really beat the top of the league very often. No, certainly don't. Um, like I say, six minutes of added time uh, was shown. In that time, uh, Thompson was shown the red card for a, a challenge on Lyle. I mean, Lyle's got injured in this challenge, but if you look at it, that for me, they're sort of coming together at the same time. I genuinely thought, and I wasn't the only one to say this as we were sort of having our little post-match debrief down down the side of the pitch waiting for Bowyer to come out, that I genuinely thought the foul was given away by Lyle. But I think... On on reflection, he probably just about got there first, but he's ended up hurt from it. Um, like I said, I would have been shocked if if the referee hadn't given a a free kick either way, because I wouldn't have known which way to have given that. But he he, he showed the straight red card to uh, Ben Thompson. That took a little bit of the edge off. There was still a couple more minutes to go, but Charlton saw it out, and we held on to the three points away to the team that's leading after a defeat on Saturday. You know, we're all a bit down in the dumps after the defeat on Saturday and the FA Cup defeat, but now. You put that into in, into our run of form. We've won five of our last six in League One. We're back up to fifth now. We're only four points off second. I mean, we're we're really actually on a decent bit of form, and I think you know that that Blackpool defeat sort of took that away from us a little bit. But now we're back into into that good feeling and and looking forward to try. Hopefully, if we can patch a squad together, getting getting them raring to go again on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, obviously we'll look at the the next fixture later on. But said before um, the show, I think. The next two games against Gillingham and Wimbledon, you know, oh, you know, much respect to them and etc. But if we don't win on Saturday, I know I don't want to put a dampener on it, but if we don't win Saturday, for me, I'd see Tuesday as a waste because, because then in, in essence we could have lost Tuesday and beat win win against Wimbledon, no difference. So really, we've got to capitalise on that game on, uh, from yesterday. But we've got an opportunity now to get another two wins, so that'll make us what seven, seven wins out of eight or something. Mm. And in that form, no one's going to want to play us. Yeah, and then we're going into the you know the Christmas period, which December's not a great month for us. It never has been, but 
maybe this is the catalyst, but we need to, like you say, patch a squad up. Um, and um, and then hopefully we need to capitalise from Tuesday and get a nice win against uh, Wimbledon. Mm. Right, we've... Uh... We've got plenty of correspondence that's come in, which we'll come to in a minute because we're going to hear from Lee Bayer. But Chris did tweet in saying, which Portsmouth win was better this season or last season? I mean, oh, it's a tough one. I think it. I think last season was more important because of the time of the season. But I think this is a better Portsmouth team, mm. a better result. And, you know, I, I don't know. It's hard to choose. I, I enjoy them both. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're both important. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we can continue this run. Right, let's hear what Lee Bayer had to say after yesterday's win. Um, as you can imagine, uh, he was delighted and he agreed that this was a massive victory for his side. Yeah, yeah. And, and fully deserved, I think. Um, it's an overall performance. Uh, first half, I thought we, we was the better side. We, we dominated the ball. We, we knew we couldn't come here and compete physically with them from the start. I, I think you can tell that at the end there because they're, they're a strong physical side that they're good at what they do. You can see why they're top and, and, and how they get results. Um, so yeah, I think I think it was a good performance from us. I think first half we, once we got the ball, then we we moved it well at times. We kept it well. Um, we had to outpass them, and, and, and I think we've done that first half. Second half, it was difficult. They they just flooded the box really and just kept hitting long diags and playing for second balls, get it wide, cross it, at back four, keeper. Just defended so well, you know, like, don't know how many headers they won today, but they'll have a date in the morning. Everyone put a shift in, everyone. It was, it's so good for me because like, I know they can play football and they showed that in the first half, but to dig deep like they just did there, last 15, 20 minutes and putting their bodies on the line. George Lapsley's been kicked in the face twice, Christian's been elbowed in the face. You've got Marshall's problem. damaged ribs, you know, lull, big lump on his foot. Like that, They've all put their bodies on the line and uh, I, I just hope that they're OK for Saturday, some of them anyway. For a team that can uh, concede so few goals as well, the, the manner of the goals that you scored in the first half must have been pleasing. Yeah, but I knew we'd create chances. We create chances every game. And, and, and even when it was 2-0, two, two like if we'd have took care of that a, a bit better, it was a bit like Blackpool on Saturday. We, we created like 2v1s. We hit him on a break. And, and like I think, I think Nicky like got down the left and then they put it into the keeper's arms. Lowell standing in the middle on his own. Joe got down the left and it, it was just... Just take care of that final bit, you know, and, and that you score one more to see it, game over. But that's not like us. We have to do it the difficult way, and so. Um, but yeah, I'm being, I'm just being nitpicky there. But yeah, that was outstanding, all of them. Lads that come on, Chris Solly like running around, winning us the ball back. Marsh, Nicky getting a goal. I'm, I'm over the moon for for Nicky scoring, you know, like because he has to be patient and. He's got two lads up, up there at the moment in front of him, and I think 12 and 11 now they're on. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm over the moon. Nicky scored one here last year, so maybe he likes it. <laughs> and as you said, you had to dig in in that second half, but of all the players you could pick, I guess George Lapsley seems to be the one that epitomised that, that performance in that second period. Shots off the line, challenges, big challenges in the middle of the park, keeping the ball safe when he needed to towards the end of the game there. Yeah, I mean, he's, he was one of the many that stood out for me this evening. Yeah, yeah. They all stood out. They all put... They all, Put a shift in, and they like they just showed a, a real team performance, and, and they all showed that, that like they, they can do that side of the game. 
and, and that's the one thing people have doubted about us in the past. Like, but now, like, we can play and we can and we can do that. Like, like I said in the start of the season, we have everything. We do. I honestly believe that. And, and, and again, you've seen us play in the first half and then do the, the nasty side of the game second half. And, and you have to do that. And, and, and what a place to do it. One downside, of course, uh, you lost Carl and Grant. He scored the opening goal, and he tried to play on after, after first going down. So, it, do you know how serious it is? What exactly the injuries at this at this time? No, we won't know till we have a scan. Um, hopefully, it's not too bad. He said like he just didn't really want to push it too much in, in case it was like if he runs in and it really goes badly, it could be a six weeker. So, there's there's definitely something there, but we we, we don't know. Is it the hamstring? Yeah, it's hamstring. Yeah. And uh, the red card at the end of the game, did you have a clear view on the incident? It, look, it looked like a bit of a 50-50 from yeah, where I was. Yeah, I, t I was the same. Um, I didn't think there was much in it. It was two players going to win the ball um, from where I was, but the ref might have had a different angle from us. But it, it looked quite innocent to me. Um, I thought Christian took a bad one, though, with the, with the elbow in the face, led with his arm, you know. And it, I know the fella's protecting himself, like I've done it a million times myself, but it's still leading with the arm. But Lowell's one, I thought it was harsh to be fair. Well, you worried at all about the referee? He stood strong, didn't he? And there yeah. was, I don't know how many penalty appeals by the supporters and the yeah. Portsmouth players. It's an intimidating place to come, and not just for the players, for the for the referee as well. Um, especially second half with the, all their fans behind the goal and basically appealing for absolutely everything. And loudly, yeah. Um, it could have easily have crumbled, and but but he stayed strong, thankfully. And I think he booked one of their players for diving, or maybe two. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think the ref done well tonight. That was probably the best performance I've seen from a ref in, in such an intimidating place. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm over the moon. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Occupying that left hand side at the moment. Little step over onto his left foot. Marshall, ball in the box is good. And Rebo, first time. Oh, what a goal! Lovely finish! Oh, what a goal! Joe Rebo gives Charlton the lead. Great ball in from Mark Marshall on the left hand side. Chips it in. And Rebo with a calm left footed volley. And found the bottom right corner and Charlton have the lead. 
Welcome back. This is Charlton Live, the big match preview. We're still looking back at yesterday's superb 2-1 victory over Portsmouth at Fratton Park, the League One leaders, Portsmouth. Uh, Mendonca and Asters has had their say on the Charlton Live forum. Says, wow, what a win and just what we needed after the match at Blackpool. We are having a nightmare with injured players this year. Any update on how long Carlin and Lyle are out for PSS? That must have been some big ladder that Lee Bayer has walked under yeah, to have all this bad luck. I mean, so Carlin is going to have a scan. Lyle sounds like his foot's quite badly swollen or there's a lump on it. And he, he, we've seen leaving in that protective boot after the game so I guess until the swelling goes down on that I mean he had that bruised foot didn't he in, in pre-season that led him to miss the last couple of weeks of pre-season though he did un- end up playing uh, at Sunderland on the first day mm. uh, so we're hoping it just be bruised again rather than any form of break in in the foot Carlin I mean you can you can never be too careful really with a hamstring can you no yeah sometimes the knocks are just knocks and you know um, which I mean all footballers get yeah hammies are a bit more um, a bit more sinister in a way because mm. I mean if you if, you could, you could, you could, it could feel normal, but then as soon as you exert any pressure onto it, and it could just go straight so away. So the fact, the fact he felt it and was allowed to play on for a little bit, you can mm. only hope that's a positive sign. But like I say, you don't really know. Yeah. Uh, in, until we have this scan, and like I say, Marshall was uh, limping around a bit yesterday towards the end. Uh, Lapsley uh, had his face rearranged, as mm-hmm. we said, but he look, he see, it looks like he's going to be okay. So hope, hopefully, fingers crossed. But. You know, well, I guess we'll find out more as the week uh, progresses. Uh, we also had a DM from Charlton Soul. Not since the days of Chris Powell have I seen that kind of performance. We deserved to win it and outplayed them. If we can win at Portsmouth away, we can win anywhere. Time to start taking teams at the bottom more seriously and be far more consistent. Yeah, consistency has been a problem at times this season. Like I say, you know, the, the fact that we bounced back from that Blackpool defeat, effectively, as far as I'm concerned, keeps that run we're on going now. You know, we, we lost to Rochdale, then we won won four in a row, lost one, and now we've won another. So mm. five out of six, it's not it's not bad if we can if we can keep that going against the Dons on Saturday, but that's not it's not going to be an easy game by any stretch of the imagination. No, it's not going to be easy, but <clears throat> it's momentum is a big thing in this league. And, you know, you, it shows, you know, Portsmouth are beatable. Um, but when you go on a on a good run of form and the confidence is flowing, you can you can go unbeaten for ages, and um, and you obviously you need a little bit of luck along the way. But <clears throat> there's been times, I mean, at the obviously games against Coventry sticks out and things like that, where we haven't been resilient enough to see games out. But I've, yeah, the main thing is bouncing back, um, which you know, which it, especially going to a team like Portsmouth, where you know, if I'm honest, I didn't expect anything from that game after the Portsmouth game uh, of the Blackpool game so yeah I think showing showing that you can bounce back from setbacks is a key and t- it's a testament really to, to all the young lads uh, who have you got that mental show to do it mm. excellent stuff right tweets uh, 100% child no, oh yeah we should point out the reason we're actually a day early this week mm. uh, is because uh, people have got Christmas parties and all sorts tomorrow night so we couldn't get a, a squad together for a Thursday night show so we brought it forward uh, but like I say, the time is good because it means we could uh, enjoy yesterday's win even sooner. Uh, 100% Charlton said, is that why you've come in? So we could talk about yesterday's win. Uh, Daniel said, the psychology of the win is important. To be the best, you've got to beat the best. And that's uh, 100% true uh, from, from Daniel there. A couple, uh, couple more tweets. Stuart said, what with the 900 of us who went to Pompey yesterday witnessed uh, was our management and our warriors given 100% to succeed. If you want to do the same, you need to be at the Valley. Staying away on Saturday, thinking Roland gives a 
Dam won't get us back into the championship. Obviously, uh, a lot of people still boycotting. Uh, obviously, it's a personal choice, but that's what Stuart thinks. Uh, Stuart would rather people come back. Right, London in the Giza says, what a night last night was up there with the top away performances and experiences. It's been game number 12 for me this season, and I've yet to see us lose. Our fans were brilliant uh, singing non-stop. Well, London in the Giza, you've got to come more often. If yeah, you, if you, I've seen it on Twitter. Unbeaten. Yeah, that's, a, that's an impressive, uh, impressive run you've got going there. Right, I also asked for your free word reviews of uh, yesterday's win. Uh, I wanted to know how you felt when that full-time whistle went. Cliff said he felt so, so happy. Uh, Kev said he felt proud, proud, proud. Vic felt ecstatic and relieved. Uh, Justin Fletcher said proud, elated and relieved. And they said not necessarily in that order. KT says, LA, LA, LA. Very good, KT. Gary says, very, very relieved. Uh, Valley Voice said, Charlton football family. Uh, Alan said, over the moon. Gary can't stop shaking. <laughs> uh, Brian said his wife was not pleased. And that's not clear if that was because she's a Portsmouth fan or because she's married to Brian. But I think the second one. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure <laughs> let us know. <laughs> Sorry, Brian, I'm really joking. Uh, London Igiza said, bleep, bleak, ecstatic. Uh, yeah, that's how I felt. I mean, you could hear us all on, on the highlights there. Uh, just when the final whistle went, you could hear that the cheer went up in, in the press box as much as it did in the uh, away end because, like I say, we weren't hanging on, but when, when there's six minutes of added time and you're always worried something's going to fall the wrong way. Uh, but luckily it didn't. Chong got that win, a superb win it was on the road. Now, the man who scored the second goal for the Addicts uh, down at Portsmouth, his first league goal of the season was, of course, Nicky Ajose. Uh, it was his first league goal of the season, as I said, and he was absolutely delighted that the Addicts bagged the three points. Yeah, no, obviously we knew it was going to be a tough game. We had a disappointing result the weekend and come here with the best intentions knowing that we've won here last season and we can, we can do it again and we've got goals at good times and the second half we hung on to be honest but showed good character and it's a massive three points for us. Did that victory last season bear any, you know, have any bearings on the way we were prepared for today and uh, knowing that it was possible? I'm not sure. I'm sure Bowles took confidence from last year and Knew they're obviously they're a good side, but they, they are beatable, very direct. And if you get goals early, and you can just stay in the game. You, you're going to be you're going to be fine. But not many teams will come here and come here and win. And we've managed to do that today, so it's good. We'll enjoy it today. But we'll move on to uh, Wimbledon Saturday. You had to come on with Colin picking up an injury after after we won the lap. So uh, uh, you kept the momentum going by getting on the end of uh, what some great work from George Lapsley to get the get the ball in the box. Yeah, I think I think Carl is struggling for a bit, you know. So. Um, Kept warming up and come on and managed managed to get a goal to win. It's nothing more to say about it, but right yeah, right yeah, it was nice. Yeah. And uh, second half though, after after controlling the first half and, and being a better side, had to dig in in that second half and everybody to a man had to put bodies on the line and uh, as Portsmouth put yeah. us under some real pressure. Yeah, we obviously we've uh, I think we picked up a couple more knocks and bruises out there, but blocking shots on the line and we've rolled our luck at times to be honest, but. Says two one tours and that's us. We've, we've won and we move on. Important from after after the defeat up at uh, Blackpool, um, which wasn't a, a terrible performance, but not the great result. Is it important to bounce back against uh, what was a really tough uh, tough team to come down and do it against? Nah, Saturday we were poor. Like, was, we, we, we were poor. I mean, the difference in the two performances is a uh, is it, massive. But obviously, all you can do is, is react, and we managed to do that today. And uh, it shows we work hard and come to these so-called. Big tour, the big club, aren't we? But I mean, we're we're a big club also, and we've uh, we showed that today. We didn't we didn't shrink and we won again. Didn't quite have the same number of fans as last season, but uh, the thousand in the corner there uh, certainly made their noises, uh, especially uh, when they realised the wind was on the horizon. Oh no, it's a great turnout on a on a Tuesday night. You know, um, 
it's more than any other team will be getting in this league and some of the teams above the league as well. So yeah, we're we're delighted. Obviously, it's great for the fans. It's great for us. Is it important now to keep this going? To we've got two home games on the bounce now. Wimbledon up on Saturday. Depending on what's happening with the walking wounded, of course, that uh, they finish the game because everybody looked like they were out on their feet. Important to keep this run going. Yeah, obviously we've got lads at home. Obviously, younger boys who are waiting for their chance and lads on the bench, or whatever. So whatever, as long as you've got. 11 bodies will be fine and we believe we can go to over back home and beat Wimbledon. Congratulations on the win and the goal. Cheers. It's when you've had to wait for your chance, there's, nothing, there's no better message you can send to Lee Bay than coming off the bench and scoring a goal. Yeah, obviously, really disappointed I've not played at all this year, but all I can, all I can do is in the middle of the game, when I get thrown into the actual meaningful games, try and make an impact and I was happy to do that today. Obviously, as a striker, when Charlton is sort of under the cost like that in the second half, you, yourself and Lyle were, were coming back to help out as well, so you sort of have to have a, an all-round side to your game like that. Yeah, obviously we changed to a front three, well, not really a front three, but three lads up, like trying to stop their full-backs coming on, and it was all answer the deck, really, and we've uh, had to change our roles, but we've, we've, we've nearly kept a clean sheet. It was unlucky, Mark, obviously Mark stops out on a, another day, but he's, he was carrying a knock, so he couldn't quite get back, but uh, no, we're, we're more than happy with the performance. In terms of opportunities, do you feel that, can you understand why you haven't had more chances with Lyle and Carlin obviously scoring quite a few goals this season? Yeah, no, the boys have done well, you know, obviously. Um, I would like to play more minutes, you know, during the games, seems to be everyone else has been rotated, even in, in during the games and going on, stuff like that. I would like to play more minutes, and like I said previously, I believe if I'd have played 20 straight games with the chances we've created, I'd have scored the same amount of number of goals, but the boys have done well. Uh, I'm pleased with them, but all I, all I can do is <laughs> try and train well and when opportunity comes, try and take and then see what happens. I mean, that could happen now, couldn't it, with, with Carlin because Lee's saying it is his hamstring and they're waiting on a scan. So I know it's misfortune, but it could open the door for you to, to have a run. That's football, you know, obviously there's only two or three ways to get in a team. It's, it's lack of form or injury, really, do you know what I mean? If the team's winning and... It's unfortunate for Carlin, and obviously I don't want to speak too soon. We'll see what see how he gets on, but I'm just wanting to play as many games as I can, and then, like I said, we'll just see what happens. Solly, so Solly wins the ball and then stabs it forward. Grant's going to put Turner under pressure. Turner, an experienced defender, no goes way. down, but no way a foul. And Grant's got away and burst into the penalty area. Switch it across and oh, it's there. And Turner scored in front of the away fans. It was Grant up against Turner. Turner went down, claiming a free kick. It definitely wasn't. Grant burst into the penalty area, fired the ball across the six-yard box, and there was Lyle Taylor for his third league goal of the season to knock it in past Mark Oxley and the Addicts in a scrappy opening 12 minutes in the second half of taking the lead. There we go, welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview on Maritime Radio. We're starting to gear up to look ahead to the AFC Wimbledon game in, in, in a little minute, but we just heard there from Nikia Jose. Um, I mean, repeated something actually that he said to us uh, when I spoke to him at the women's game a couple of weeks ago about how he felt that if he had had the run of games that uh, Carlin and Lyle had had, that he feels like he'd be 
able to have scored the same amount of goals with the chances that, that we've created. I mean, you, you can't knock the confidence of him. I mean, have you seen enough from his, him in his time here at Charlton to suggest he would have got that many goals? I mean, don't forget, I think he was on about seven in the first half of the first season he was here, which isn't a million miles away from where you needed to be but ever, ever since then he hasn't he hasn't really hit the heights when he's when he's been here but i mean now he might get his chance to prove that um yeah he's going to have his chance uh to to sort of get a run in games maybe if if, if the injuries are bad but um you know I don't, I don't think there's no doubt in that you know he's probably a poacher i mean he had what one one good season maybe at swindon maybe one at berry maybe i can't really remember um so I'm, you know, I'm not doubting his he's finishing ability in and around the box, but I think with the two we've got up front, there's a lot more than just sort of just sitting in a box. You know, not sitting, but you know what I mean. You know, I think Carlin plays the channels. You know, we've got lows of hold up play. Um, you know, they track back, they work hard, they drive at defenders. Whereas I think Nicky is just that sort of last man, ball over the top, get the little but you know little goals in the six yard box, and then. You know, that all well and good, but I don't think he suits our style of play. And, you know, I hope he does well. Of course I do. But, um, you know, if if he got 20 games, would he be getting 20 goals? Not for me. But mm. that's nothing that, you know, that's just my opinion, I'm sure. There might be someone out there that disagrees, probably Nicky. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, that you know, that's what it is. But, you know, I hope he goes on and scores that trick on Saturday. Yeah, hopefully he does. Right, Mark Anderson said that Mike Tyson staggering into the Portsmouth Stronghold pub singing Lee Bowyer's Red Army whilst... Uh, uh, himself, Dan and Ben were trying to be inconspicuous. Was the most frightening, funniest experience this season uh, so far. We all tried to pretend we didn't know him. That's what I normally do if I'm ever spotted out in public with Nathan, actually. Uh, <laughs> right, let's move on. Saturday here at the Valley, uh, there's a really good uh, drive being led uh, by the, the group fans supporting food banks. Now, um, Samuel Spong, who's a Charlton fan, he gets uh, involved with the show every now and then as well. Um, he, uh, I spoke to him on the phone the other day. He's, uh, he's helping to, to organise this and got in, in contact with the club as well. Uh, so I asked him uh, how uh, fans can get involved and what the group have got planned for this Saturday. So the plan for Saturday is to set up a food bank donation point um, in the West End car park um, and encourage Charlton fans to come down and bring as many non-perishable foods as they can to help support uh, Greenwich Food Bank. Um, the reason why I, I thought of this idea was that um, I saw a video um, of the Liverpool fans who have got together with Everton fans um, to uh, put out uh, big vans outside home games and outside Anfield and Goodison Park. Um, and I thought that was a really good idea, um, and I thought, oh, it'd be good if Charlton did that. Mm. And then kind of had a bit of a word with myself and thought, well, why can't you be the one that makes contact with the club to try and get it going? Um and the moment I contacted the club, they've been brilliant and were completely up for it. And they were just, just like, on the very day I thought of the idea, they were like, yeah, let's do it. Um, these are the two games which I think would be really uh, good to do it on because they're just before Christmas. Um, and especially with the rollout of Universal Credit, um, it's created a 20% increase in demand for food for food banks in Greenwich. So the timing, I think, worked really well. And obviously, Charlton fans are well known uh, for their charitable nature. So um, it, it feels like it's the perfect club to to start the the sort of London one at? Yeah, I, I think I've got a quote in the Sun today where it said, um, Charlton fans' community work has always made up for a lack of trophies. <laughs> um, which was uh, which I'm pretty sure Charlton fans wouldn't be that happy about. But um, yeah, uh, Charlton has always had such a strong community uh, feel and atmosphere to it. Um, I had no doubt when I got in contact with the club that they'd be interested in getting involved. 
Um, I've been a child fan my whole life, and it's always the club has always won awards for the community work that it's done, whether it's on knife crime, um, on all sorts of issues. So I knew Charlton would definitely be a natural partner to work with to do this. And uh, the, the players have got involved as well. Will you tell us about the, the visit from some of the squad you had last week? Yeah, so we we had um, we had five of the players come down. I think it was Anthony Dick Steele, Ahern Grant, uh, Joe Rebo, Carl, um, uh, Jed Steer, and, and Fossu. Fossu Mensu, yeah, um, I called Fossu Mensu super sub actually, which <laughs> I'm not sure, not sure he appreciated. Um, but yeah, they came down to uh, help out the food bank. They kind of carried a. Um, and food and, and just uh, walked around the food bank learning about what the kind of work that they do. Um, I think you guys called Jed Steer the most middle-class footballer ever. Um, <laughs> and uh, he, he did the interview this time and he was really good, um, showed a real interest and had done a lot of research as well, which I was really touched by um, about what they've been doing in Liverpool. Um, and the players themselves were really kind of good, very engaged, asked lots of questions um, and kind of a real pleasure and a testament to the club. So what exactly are the sort of things that you'd like Charlton fans to bring down to uh, on, on the game this Saturday against Wimbledon and then the Gillingham game as well? So the main thing is the food has to be non-perishable. So this is food that you can keep in your cupboard for a long period of time. Um, so, good, so tins of soup, tins of tuna, um, things that won't go off. If you bring kind of bread and milk and fruit down, that goes mouldy pretty quickly, which isn't very useful to food banks because they can't keep them in the warehouse. So we, just any any cans that you have in your fridge, if you could just bring down as many as you can, uh, we would really, really appreciate that. I think a few of the players are going to be dropping off some some food on the way into the ground as they arrive. Um, so we really want to get a community feel. I've contacted AFC Wimbledon fans, and they're down to um, help help out and bring some food down because they do some work over in Wimbledon uh, with local food banks. So it's just you know tins of food that will last a long time is the real priority for food banks. And if they're um, a, a lot of the time. Um, it kind of goes unsaid that uh, a lot of uh, hygiene products for women um, uh, are in short supply at food banks, and they're often the most expensive products. So if you also could bring down maybe tampons and stuff like that, um, that would be hugely appreciated because there's a great shortage of that um, at the Greenwich Food Bank. And it's in the in the West End car park. What time will you be there uh, for for the fans to drop the stuff off? We'll be there from early doors from about 11.30 onwards, maybe 12 o'clock onwards. So you won't miss us. We'll be there long before fans start arriving. So uh, just head down to the West End car park, um, give us your food, and we'll be really grateful. Um, and be sure to say hi as well. Yeah, and obviously, as you said, with Christmas coming up, um, it's an important time of year for for fans to to get involved with this sort of stuff because obviously Christmas can be a very difficult time for those people who haven't perhaps got enough food to, to go around. Yeah, exactly. You have families who use food banks um, who are also dealing with the additional pressures that Christmas brings. They want to do nice stuff with their children. Um, they want to go ice skating, do loads of different things that families can do, but they also have the, the bills to pay. Um, and, you know, sometimes the, the money at the end of the month doesn't stretch far enough. Um, so, yeah, Christmas brings an additional time. But I, I'm really looking to expand this beyond Charlton Athletic and take it to as many clubs as I can to try and do this throughout the year. Because, um, as you said, like football fans are, are locally engaged um, members of the community. Um, I like to think you don't kind of sit down through a nil-nil with Rochdale in the pouring rain in December if you don't kind of think, is part of something bigger um, and I'm really happy that kind of we can get football fans involved and I have a huge amount of faith in football fans that they kind of see the value of these kind of projects. Samuel Spong there 
uh, telling us how you can get involved here on Saturday at the Valley in the West End car park, bring down the, the food stuff, so, as he mentioned, and, and the other the other bits and pieces thereafter as well. Uh, and, uh, yeah, make, make sure you get involved with that. They'll also be there at the, the next home game just before Christmas on the 22nd against Gillingham as well. So, yeah, two ways, you uh, two games you can get involved. Right, Saturday, uh, we're hopefully going to extend our winning run to two. But, uh, or which would be uh, six out of the last season. We're playing AFC Wimbledon here at the Valley. Uh, I caught up with a colleague of mine, Alan Seabrook from BBC Radio London, uh, to find out how the Dons have been getting on this season. They've uh, recently let manager Neil Ardley go after a difficult start to the campaign. And Alan admitted that it's probably the, the right decision. I think so. I think um, they went on this horrendous run of eight games. Uh, well, they lost them all. Um, things have been slipping away for a little while, I think. You look back to some of the games that, that they did win. They weren't particularly pretty. I remember they beat Oxford at home. It was that they won Scruffy. They, I think before that, they beat Gillingham was probably the next game before that. And, and that wasn't, it wasn't convincing. And I think if you also on the back of this eight games, uh, in there was the, the FA Cup tie against Haringey, which actually Neil Ardley, um, you know, oversaw, but it, they won, but it just was, I, I wasn't convincing. I, mean, I only had the opportunity to watch it on the TV, but I just thought, this is not convincing. If you thought a League One side uh, against Haringey, with due respect to Haringey, put up a great fight and a great effort, as non-league sides always do, you, you just felt that maybe they should have just been able to puff out their chest and say, we are the better side. And I didn't think that I saw enough of a gap between the two teams. So I, th- I think what had been put together over that run... Um, I think I think nearly as well for quite a few weeks had felt that he was sort of on borrowed time. Um, and he more has said as such when I've interviewed him a few times. Uh, I th- I th- in a way, I was almost pleased he went. I thought Neil was fantastic. I thought he did tremendous things for the club. But interviewing, I mean, you know, you, you interview the managers and especially over a six-year period, you kind of get to know them a little bit. I'm not saying I was intimate with Neil in any way whatsoever, but... But towards the end, I just thought, this is killing you. This is killing you. I, it would, I think it would be, he needed, uh, he probably needed to step away, to be honest, because he was, he just, the last interview I did, um, he, he just, I thought Pat, he was really upset. Yeah, I can remember, I can remember listening to one of your interviews with him towards the end of his reign, and he did sound like a, a, a bit of a broken man, but Wimbledon have now, Made their change. They've uh, after a bit of a search, they've brought in Wally Downs, who's obviously a bit of a club legend. He's had his first game now, the one-all draw uh, with, with Rochdale. I mean, how, how has he settled in so far? Yeah, I think he's done all right. I think he hasn't had an awful lot of time, but from uh, they played Chelsea in the Checker Trade Trophy in the, in the midweek. Uh, the under the Chelsea under twenty ones. Um, he wasn't officially in charge. I don't think at that point. But uh, from what I understand, he came down to the, to the side of the pitch. They were losing 2-0 and he had quite an impact then. Um, and, and Saturday, I mean, he only had a couple of days to try and get some ideas across. But the first half, you just the way that Wimbledon set up and played, you thought to rush out an enormous amount of the ball. And it was almost like the players were trying to get to grips with what it was that they, they were being asked to do. Obviously, got him in at second half, in at half-time. And I thought the second half, they were tremendous. They put Rochdale on the back foot, more or less constantly throughout. The, it was quite a big performance. They certainly deserved their equaliser. Um, and they could have. you felt that if they won it at that point, despite the possession that Rochdale had had in the first half, uh, that the, the Wimbledon probably would have deserved it. So I think uh, the, the way they play and the, and the way it, he infuses them, um, 
there's certainly uh, he's had a, a quite a, a quick impact. Yeah, I guess the, the club certainly need that new manager bounce. Um, they, they only stayed up by three points last year, so I know I think it's probably fair to say with the size of their budget that they're, they're not expected to to be challenging for the top six per se. But just just after having only scraped up last year, it looked like under Neil, it wasn't really going any better. So Wally, is is he going to be able to find a, a new lease of life for them? We hope so. I mean, I think he's going to play a more simple game of football, uh, more direct. I think um, certainly that from from the interviews I've seen and heard, and and probably from the one that I conducted at the weekend, I just got the impression that actually this is going to be not necessarily a throwback to the old Wimbledon days because I'm not sure whether that will or won't work in this in the modern football. Um, but certainly, I think that it'll be more direct. I think that he will looking to turn teams more and put them the ball in their box a lot more often um, and, and cause a lot of, a lot of trouble and I think it's, it's simpler for the players to follow it's, it's an easier route to go um, but I think yeah I think Wally, Wally will have I think I think he, he's certainly instilled something in them and I think he'd probably bring a simpler game to them that probably they can execute with a bit more ease Um Judging by how we, we know they can play at times, I imagine we'll be expecting them when they come to the Valley on Saturday to, to look to be very difficult to, to break down. I mean, it worked for them uh, in one of the games I've had over the last couple of years. Obviously, they, they got a 2-1 win at, at Charlton, so they know if they can keep it tight, then they might be able to go and nick something down the other end. Um, yeah, I mean, that is the case. I mean, I remember that game, what was it, last minute, we, we grabbed the winner, if I recall. That's correct. Um, yeah, yeah <laughs> defensively, it's been difficult for... Uh, Wimbledon this season. I think defensively they've not really had the, the, the. I think they found it difficult. They lost a lot of their key defenders in the summer. And, uh, uh, it, the way they played and, and they seem to have backed off quite a bit. So I think it's put a lot of pressure on the defenders um, during the course of the season. I think now under Wally, when the, they'll be playing a more simple game, maybe then I think that takes some of the pressure off the defenders. I mean, I'm saying that they had a difficult start in the, earlier in the season and defensively they've not always been the brightest. They seem to score a lot of own goals. But the West Ham game in the, in the League Cup when they were down to 10 men, West Ham put them in, under an enormous amount of pressure and they really did. I mean, it was a, it was a picture, it was a lesson in, in how to defend with 10 men because they were excellent. So they have got that in, that in their locker. Um I don't think they'll come to to you guys and just sit back and try and soak it up, though. I think I think that they will look to put you under pressure. Hmm. Well, that could be. if if they're doing that as well, they'll have a couple of former Charlton men. I guess will be looking to, to to get goals from Scott Wagstaff and Joe Piggott, players that Charlton fans know all about. I mean, how, how have those two been performing uh, for the Dons so far this season? Yeah, Joe's been excellent. Uh, he went away in the summer. He's come back a much better player. Scored plenty of goals. He's been a bit in and out of late. I think he he may have had a, a bit of a knock, but I think he's on his way back now. He actually was named to start on Saturday and then was injured in the warm up. I imagine they'll be looking after him in the week. Scott Wagstaff always liked Scott um, wherever he's been, um, and he's come in and he's full of energy and and, and promise and he will create things. Um, and of course. One of the problems we're talking about why well, Wimbledon has had this slow start is they, they lost a lot of um, key players. And I have to throw that one back at you, really, because you <laughs> stole Lyle off us. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> has, has he been a big miss for Wimbledon? Obviously, Lyle Taylor would be eager to score against his former team, I imagine. Yeah, I think I mean, I mean, think that's part of the problem that, that Wimbledon have had is there were two key players that they lost. Um, Darius Charles went 
he was a big loss and Lyle at the other end as you say I think Lyle might be keen to score against us um, but yeah I think they, they were they were big losses and, and the replacement that we got really for, for Lyle um, was James Hansen and he spent a lot of time injured I don't think that's helped um, Neil Ardley's course during his time but I think uh, certainly um, Wally Downs is going to look to James to be a big part of his his the way he plays so how do you see Saturday's game going? I guess the, the Wimbledon side, I hope, is he to, to be to be focused and to not have to worry about outside influences like like Twitter accounts and whatnot and and come to the Valley and try and get a result? I think they put the, the Twitter thing behind them. Um, I think they're looking to, to move forward now. It's going to it's about the football now. Um, and I think I think it's hard to say because it's still early days. I think defensively, Wimbledon have been a bit wobbly during the course of the season. I say lots of own goals, but... I think the emphasis now is just going to be at the other end, and I think that they will look to put you under pressure quite a bit. It's going to—I don't really know how to call this one because I think a few weeks ago I would have said we'll just give you the points on the way in the door. Hmm. Um, I, Wally has brought something. Um, he's he'll have had a full week now to try and implement that. Um, it, I, I'm going to find it fascinating to see what we get on Saturday. To be honest. I, I'm not sure. I mean, I think if you you get it right, then you know, and, and you can expose any weaknesses in our defence, which there are a few or are potentially a few, um, then we could be in trouble. But I think being more on the front foot as we have been over the last, well, certainly on Saturday, um, it seems to take the weight off the defenders. The midfield players aren't dropping back because they're all uh, a little nervous uh, of, of getting forward and, and not defending the back four. So. I think we're taking steps forward rather than backwards, and I think it's it's going to be interesting on Saturday. I'm not sure how this one's going to pan out. We could surprise you. We could end up getting beat. That's Alan Siebert from BBC Radio London uh, letting us know how we expect AFC Wimbledon to, to get on. Uh, they've got their new manager, Wally Downs, the first manager I've ever seen have to apologise on his arrival uh, at a club uh, after this uh, this Twitter situation that uh, I'm sure you can read up about if you're interested to find out about. Uh, but let's have a look uh, ahead, of course, from a Charlton point of view as well. I just asked Lee Bayer uh, about the game last night after the Portsmouth the Portsmouth victory, uh, and he said he's expecting another tough test when we face AFD Wimbledon uh, here at the Valley on Saturday. Yeah, yeah it's going to be tough, physical. Um, be a bit like this again tonight, I think. Uh, but I'm just just got to try and roll them out there, and hopefully we've got enough players to play. It's just, We've, we've had what three come off injured tonight, so I've just got to see how they are and, and and try and look after them the best I can. You know, I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to rotate them the best I can and look after them because it's tough. It's physical. Like a lot of them are youngsters. A lot of them, like as, uh, midfield on Saturday, 21, 21, 21, 20. Like today, like who's in midfield today? Taking Reeves out of the equation, you've got another 21, 21, 20. Like plus Reeves. They're babies and they've got to go Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. It's tough, but I think they're doing themselves no harm. George Lapley especially. There's Boya um, starting his uh, 21 seconds to go chant there. But <laughs> um, uh, looking ahead, to, I mean, Saturday's going to be a tough one just purely because of, of the bodies. I mean, sitting here now on, on Wednesday evening, we're, we're probably thinking that neither... Carlin or Lyle will be fit enough to play on Saturday because if Lyle's got a nasty bump on his foot even if it is just bruised that could be a couple of weeks couldn't it and obviously Carlin's hammy you, you never know but like I say you don't, you don't want to take any risks with them so <laughs> who's it going to be? 
Um, yeah, I mean, if I wouldn't risk him, like you say, because I mean, as much as we want to win the game on Saturday, you don't want to make it for the Christmas period. You got well, the twenty second, then the twenty sixth, twenty ninth, New Year's Day. So I'd rather, and you've got bigger games there for me in terms of you know like Coventry and stuff. So if you have to give Nicky a run out, put Naby up front, maybe. Yeah, you never know. You can if they're going to go direct, we should do it back. But no, it's, <clears throat> it's we just have to wait and see. I'd be surprised if Lyle doesn't play. Yeah, I'd be very surprised unless yeah. he, unless he's like dying, and then I'd, especially against Wimbledon, Carlin, I can see him not leaving out if he's a bit hit and miss, especially mm. with a hammy. Yeah, I mean, obviously we know the, the the sort of side that Wimbledon can be over the years under Neil Ardley. They'd come here, they'd defend and make it difficult for us. Uh, they beat us under Russell Slade, of course, as we mentioned in that interview with Alan. Um, but last year we we really had to be patient to sort of grind them down, and we we beat them here at the Valley for a, a Ricky Holmes free kick. So we're gonna. If they do come and sit back, I mean, Alan said they might not, but if they do, we're going to have to try and find just like one moment of quality. We know we've got the players in the squad to have one moment of quality, so we just have to hope that whoever is patched up and sent out there will be able to find that for us. Yeah, exactly. And I think what I'm trying to um, ascertain is, is that if they're going a bit more direct, I can I can envisage the first half being a lot like the Wickham first half. Do you know when they play really direct into Akin Fenwar and we struggle to get a little bit to get grips with it, I reckon they're going to be quite... Like uh, Neil said, it's going to be very direct. And But yeah, then it's down to us as a home side to open and exploit their weaknesses. You know, with all due respect to Wimbledon, they are second bottom, so there will be weaknesses at the back. But we have got the players in terms of, you know, like Reeves and Arebo who can come at a deeper position if they do sit back. But I think it's going to be a bigger test um, uh, for the two centre-rounds, for sure, if they're going very direct. Yeah, it would be interesting to see how we uh, how we deal with that. Obviously, like we say, after the exertions they put in on, on Tuesday that the lights of Lapsley is going to have to probably going to have to go again in that midfield um, yeah. just I mean fatigue's going to play a part from those those who did play I mean there was a little bit of movement tactical or rotation yesterday that like Sassoli didn't start for example so whether he, he, he reverts with that team as well brings a couple of them back to try and freshen up we don't know but purely physically and you know in terms of being a bit lethargic after Tuesday that that's going to be a test as well oh yeah of course and um it's going to be a tough game because the you know the impetus will be on us as the home side to try and make a game of it so um I think we're going to be challenged physically like we did on Tuesday um but you know I think I think Tuesday showed that we can stand up and be physical when we need to and I think that's not going to be any different on right. Saturday you've got about 10 seconds to give me your, your Jacko's jackpot feelings um, I don't know week, I, really. I'll have a look but I reckon we're going to go 1-0 down in the first half and then win yeah, yeah. excellent so that's uh, similar to what we had at Blackpool mm. Uh, so hopefully we can uh, win that and win some money for the upbeats. Nathan, thanks for coming in. Uh, no worries, mate. Changing your schedules around, coming on uh, a Wednesday. Very busy man I am. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I was no, sitting in my pants. And I was, that's what I'd be doing. <laughs> yeah, like, that's what Lee Bo used to see when he turned around and looked at the bench pants. Anyway, but yeah, thanks for coming in. I've been Louis Mendes. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm sure you've uh, enjoyed listening back to talking about the, the win at Portsmouth as much as we all enjoyed it uh, on the night. It's a superb three points. I'm hoping that the Addicts can continue with that winning run at home to AFC Wimbledon on Saturday. Don't forget your, your food stuffs, your non-perishable food stuffs yeah. to bring to donate for the food bank as well uh, in the West Stand before the uh, car park before the game. So make sure you do that. Right, thanks for listening. We shall see you back here on Sunday evening. Charles and Charles and